the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bible, the book that has changed the world by changing lives around the world. Men and women, young and old. The Bible has changed my life. The love, stability, and hope that I need, they're all found in the Bible. The Bible gives me hope that a new day is coming. The Bible is helping me see what really matters. The Bible Live is a -a one-of-a-kind, first-time-in-history radio program. Offering you the chance to hear a 15 to 20 minute Bible reading each weeknight. The entire Bible, every year. Hear the scriptures, then call in with your comments and questions. This is the best show in the world. Well, actually, I was speaking against everything you were talking about before, and uh, now I, I stand humbly corrected. I'm a pastor, and our people really need to know the word more. The Bible also transformed the life of your Bible Live host. A full-blooded Apache Indian, born out of wedlock and abandoned at birth. Soapy Dollar was found in a big city alley by a kind-hearted fortune teller, then passed around to 16 families before he was six years old. Placed in a home for homeless and delinquent boys, Soapy Dollar heard the Bible's life-changing message at the age of eight, and the course of his life was changed. He's an American Indian guitar playing all-around rodeo cowboy. I keep my thumb between the pages and my heart in the book. With more degrees than a thermometer and over 40 years of introducing folks just like you to the God of the Bible, here is Soapy Dollar. Thanks for joining us tonight, folks. Each and every weeknight, another edition of The Bible Live. It's always a good time when we're finishing a book, making progress. We are getting through the entire Bible. I hope that you're telling your friends, your family members, your Sunday school classes, church members, people at work, there's a place where you can hear the Bible. Every word, every verse, every chapter, every book of the Bible, every year. Just tune in. This great opportunity here in South Texas. I don't know that there's another city in the nation. Who knows? Maybe we could even talk the world where they actually have on the public airways the entire Bible read aloud, coming devotionally to the scriptures and letting God speak to our hearts. I hope you'll help get the word out about the Bible Live program, this opportunity that folks have here in our great city. And maybe, maybe with your prayers, if some of you partnering with us, we could get the Bible live on the airwaves in other cities across our land. We'd love to see that happen. Let's put the Bible in all its clarity on the airwaves here and across our nation. Now, if you can help with that, we'd sure appreciate it. Go to our website, thebiblelive.com. Learn how you could participate with us. And, of course, ask any other questions. There's a lot of information for you. Well, before we end the book of Deuteronomy tonight, let's finish Psalm 40. We started the first half of Psalm 40 last night talking about waiting patiently on the Lord here on planet Earth. And while we're waiting, 
serving him and others. The Bible Life. Psalm 40, verses 9 through 17. I have told all your people about your justice. I have not been afraid to speak out, as you, O Lord, well know. I have not kept this good news hidden in my heart. I have talked about your faithfulness and saving power. I have told everyone in the great assembly of your unfailing love and faithfulness. Lord, don't hold back your tender mercies from me. My only hope is in your unfailing love and faithfulness. For troubles surround me, too many to count. They pile up so high I can't see my way out. They are more numerous than the hairs on my head. I have lost all my courage. Please, Lord, rescue me. Come quickly, Lord, and help me. May those who try to destroy me be humiliated and put to shame. May those who take delight in my trouble be turned back in disgrace. Let them be horrified by their shame, for they said, Aha, we've got him now. But may all who search for you be filled with joy and gladness. May those who love your salvation repeatedly shout, The Lord is great! As for me, I am poor and needy, but the Lord is thinking about me right now. You are my helper and my savior. Do not delay, O oh my God. End of reading, Psalm 40, verses 9 through 17. You're listening to The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Him a new song. Sing along, everybody. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. That's what that means. I heard when I was younger there were three words the same in all the languages Hallelujah, Amen, and I think Coca Cola <laughs> was the other one. We're finishing up tonight Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy, the final chapter of the Torah, the fifth book of the books of Moses. Chapters 31 through 34 tonight. Joshua now is going to take over as leader of the people of Israel. We're going to see the importance of this book. They're going to give a great importance to the reading of the book, reading it aloud so the people can hear it. Just think of that. This book that we're reading tonight is over 3,000 years old, maybe 3,500 years old. And we are hearing it exactly the way it was intended and read by Moses to the leaders and to the people of his time tonight, just like they did centuries ago. The Bible Life. Deuteronomy 31.9 through 34.12. Deuteronomy 31. So Moses wrote down this law and gave it to the priests who carried the Ark of the Lord's Covenant and to the leaders of Israel. Then Moses gave them this command. At the end of every seventh year, the year of release, during the festival of shelters, you must read this law to all the people of Israel when they assemble before the Lord your God at the place he chooses. Call them all together, men, women, children, and the foreigners living in your towns, so they may listen and learn to fear the Lord your God and carefully obey all the terms of this law. Do this so that your children who have not known these laws will hear them and will learn to fear the Lord your God. Do this as long as you live in the land you are crossing the Jordan to occupy. Then the Lord said to Moses, The time has come for you to die. Call Joshua and take him with you to the tabernacle, and I will commission him there. So Moses and Joshua went and presented themselves at the tabernacle, and the Lord appeared to them in a pillar of cloud at the entrance to the sacred tent. The Lord said to Moses, You are about to die and join your ancestors. 
After you are gone, these people will begin worshiping foreign gods, the gods of the land where they are going. They will abandon me and break the covenant I have made with them. Then my anger will blaze forth against them. I will abandon them, hiding my face from them, and they will be destroyed. Terrible trouble will come down on them, so that they will say, These disasters have come because God is no longer among us. At that time I will hide my face from them on account of all the sins they have committed by worshiping other gods. Now write down the words of this song and teach it to the people of Israel. Teach them to sing it so it may serve as a witness against them. For I will bring them into the land I swore to give their ancestors, a land flowing with milk and honey. There they will become prosperous. They will eat all the food they want and become well nourished. Then they will begin to worship other gods. They will despise me and break my covenant. Then great disasters will come down on them, and this song will stand as evidence against them, for it will never be forgotten by their descendants. I know what these people are like, even before they have entered the land I swore to give them. So that very day Moses wrote down the words of the song and taught it to the Israelites. Then the Lord commissioned Joshua son of Nun with these words, Be strong and courageous. You must bring the people of Israel into the land I swore to give them. I will be with you. When Moses had finished writing down this entire body of law in a book, he gave these instructions to the Levites who carried the Ark of the Lord's Covenant. Take this book of the law and place it beside the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God, so it may serve as a witness against the people of Israel. For I know how rebellious and stubborn you are. Even now, while I am still with you, you have rebelled against the Lord. How much more rebellious will you be after my death? Now summon all the leaders and officials of your tribes so that I can speak to them and call heaven and earth to witness against them. I know that after my death you will become utterly corrupt and will turn from the path I have commanded you to follow. In the days to come, disaster will come down on you, for you will make the Lord very angry by doing what is evil in his sight. So Moses recited this entire song to the assembly of Israel. You're listening to The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Deuteronomy 32 Listen, O heavens, and I will speak. Hear, O earth, the words that I say. My teaching will fall on you like rain. My speech will settle like dew. My words will fall like rain on tender grass, like gentle showers on young plants. I will proclaim the name of the Lord. How glorious is our God! He is the rock. His work is perfect. Everything He does is just and fair. He is a faithful God who does no wrong. How just and upright he is. But they have acted corruptly toward him. When they act like that, are they really his children? They are a deceitful and twisted generation. Is this the way you repay the Lord, you foolish and senseless people? Isn't he your father who created you? Has he not made you and established you? Remember the days of long ago. Think about the generations past. Ask your father and he will inform you. Inquire of your elders and they will tell you. When the Most High assigned lands to the nations, when He divided up the human race, He established the boundaries of the peoples according to the number of angelic beings. For the people of Israel belong to the Lord. Jacob is His special possession. He found them in a desert land, in an empty, howling wasteland. He surrounded them and watched over them. He guarded them as His most precious possession. Like an eagle that rouses her chicks and hovers over her young, so he spread his wings to take them in and carried them aloft on his pinions. The Lord alone guided them. They lived without any foreign gods. He made them ride over the highlands. He let them feast on the crops of the fields. He nourished them with honey from the cliffs, with olive oil from the hard rock. 
He fed them curds from the herd and milk from the flock, together with the fat of lambs and goats. He gave them choice rams and goats from Bashan, together with the choicest wheat. You drank the finest wine made from the juice of grapes. But Israel soon became fat and unruly. The people grew heavy, plump, and stuffed. Then they abandoned the God who had made them. They made light of the rock of their salvation. They stirred up his jealousy by worshiping foreign gods. They provoked his fury with detestable acts. They offered sacrifices to demons, non-gods, to gods they had not known before, to gods only recently arrived, to gods their ancestors had never feared. You neglected the rock who had fathered you. You forgot the God who had given you birth. The Lord saw this and was filled with loathing. He was provoked to anger by his own sons and daughters. He said, I will abandon them. I will see to their end, for they are a twisted generation, children without integrity. They have roused my jealousy by worshiping non-gods. They have provoked my fury with useless idols. Now I will rouse their jealousy by blessing other nations. I will provoke their fury by blessing the foolish Gentiles. For my anger blazes forth like fire and burns to the depths of the grave. It devours the earth and all its crops and ignites the foundations of the mountains. I will heap disasters upon them and shoot them down with my arrows. I will send against them wasting famine, burning fever, and deadly disease. They will be troubled by the fangs of wild beasts, by poisonous snakes that glide in the dust. Outside the sword will bring death, and inside terror will strike both young men and young women, both infants and the aged. I decided to scatter them so even the memory of them would disappear. But I feared the taunt of the enemy, that their adversaries might misunderstand and say, Our power has triumphed. It was not the Lord who did this. Israel is a nation that lacks sense. The people are foolish without understanding. Oh, that they were wise and could understand this. Oh, that they might know their fate. How could one person chase a thousand of them, and two people put ten thousand to flight, unless their rock had sold them, unless the Lord had given them up? But the rock of our enemies is not like our rock, as even they recognize. Their vine grows from the vine of Sodom, from the vineyards of Gomorrah. Their grapes are poison, and their clusters are bitter. Their wine is the venom of snakes, the deadly poison of vipers. You're listening to The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. I am storing up these things, sealing them away within my treasury. I will take vengeance. I will repay those who deserve it. In due time, their feet will slip. Their day of disaster will arrive, and their destiny will overtake them. Indeed, the Lord will judge his people, and he will change his mind about his servants. When he sees their strength is gone, and no one is left, slave or free, then he will ask, where are their gods, the rocks they fled to for refuge? Where now are those gods who ate the fat of their sacrifices and drank the wine of their offerings? Let those gods arise and help you. Let them provide you with shelter. Look now, I myself am he. There is no god other than me. I am the one who kills and gives life. I am the one who wounds and heals. No one delivers from my power. Now I raise my hand to heaven and declare, as surely as I live, when I sharpen my flashing sword and begin to carry out justice, I will bring vengeance on my enemies and repay those who hate me. I will make my arrows drunk with blood, and my sword will devour flesh, the blood of the slaughtered and the captives and the heads of the enemy leaders. Rejoice with him, O heavens, 
and let all the angels of God worship him, for he will avenge the blood of his servants. He will take vengeance on his enemies and cleanse his land and his people. So Moses came with Joshua, son of Nun, and recited all the words of this song to the people. When Moses had finished reciting these words to Israel, he added, Take to heart all the words I have given you today. Pass them on as a command to your children, so they will obey every word of this law. These instructions are not mere words. They are your life. By obeying them, you will enjoy a long life in the land you are crossing the Jordan River to occupy. That same day, the Lord said to Moses, Go to Moab, to the mountains east of the river, and climb Mount Nebo, which is across from Jericho. Look out across the land of Canaan, the land I am giving to the people of Israel as their own possession. Then you must die there on the mountain and join your ancestors, just as Aaron your brother died on Mount Hor and joined his ancestors. For both of you broke faith with me among the Israelites at the waters of Meribah at Kadesh in the wilderness of Zin. You failed to demonstrate my holiness to the people of Israel there, so you will see the land from a distance, but you may not enter the land I am giving to the people of Israel. Deuteronomy 33 This is the blessing that Moses, the man of God, gave to the people of Israel before his death. The Lord came from Mount Sinai and dawned upon us from Mount Seir. He shone forth from Mount Paran and came from Meribah Kadesh with flaming fire at his right hand. Indeed, you love the people. All your holy ones are in your hands. They follow in your steps and accept your instruction. Moses charged us with the law, the special possession of the assembly of Israel. The Lord became king in Israel when the leaders of the people assembled, when the tribes of Israel gathered. Moses said this about the tribe of Reuben, Let the tribe of Reuben live and not die out, even though their tribe is small. Moses said this about the tribe of Judah, O Lord, hear the cry of Judah and bring them again to their people. Give them strength to defend their cause. Help them against their enemies. Moses said this about the tribe of Levi, O Lord, you have given the sacred lots to your faithful servants, the Levites. You put them to the test at Massah and contended with them at the waters of Meribah. The Levites obeyed your word and guarded your covenant. They were more loyal to you than to their parents, relatives, and children. Now let them teach your regulations to Jacob. Let them give your instructions to Israel. They will present incense before you and offer whole burnt offerings on the altar. Bless the Levites, O Lord, and accept all their work. Crush the loins of their enemies. Strike down their foes so they never rise again. Moses said this about the tribe of Benjamin. The people of Benjamin are loved by the Lord and live in safety beside him. He surrounds them continuously and preserves them from every harm. You're listening to The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Moses said this about the tribes of Joseph. May their land be blessed by the Lord with the choice gift of rain from the heavens and water from beneath the earth, with the riches that grow in the sun and the bounty produced each month, with the finest crops of the ancient mountains and the abundance from the everlasting hills, with the best gifts of the earth and its fullness and the favor of the one who appeared in the burning bush. May these blessings rest on Joseph's head, crowning the brow of the prince among his brothers. Joseph has the strength and majesty of a young bull. His power is like the horns of a wild ox. He will gore distant nations, driving them to the ends of the earth. This is my blessing for the multitudes of Ephraim and the thousands of Manasseh. Moses said this about the tribes of Zebulun and Issachar. May the people of Zebulun prosper in their expeditions abroad. May the people of Issachar prosper at home in their tents. 
They summon the people to the mountain to offer proper sacrifices there. They benefit from the riches of the sea and the hidden treasures of the sand. Moses said this about the tribe of Gad. Blessed is the one who enlarges Gad's territory. Gad is poised there like a lion to tear off an arm or a head. The people of Gad took the best land for themselves. A leader's share was assigned to them. When the leaders of the people were assembled, they carried out the Lord's justice and obeyed his regulations for Israel. Moses said this about the tribe of Dan. Dan is a lion's cub leaping out from Bashan. Moses said this about the tribe of Naphtali. O Naphtali, you are rich in favor and full of the Lord's blessings. May you possess the west and the south. Moses said this about the tribe of Asher. May Asher be blessed above other sons. May he be esteemed by his brothers. May he bathe his feet in olive oil. May the bolts of your gates be of iron and bronze. May your strength match the length of your days. There is no one like the God of Israel. He rides across the heavens to help you, across the skies in majestic splendor. The eternal God is your refuge, and his everlasting arms are under you. He thrusts out the enemy before you. It is he who cries, Destroy them! So Israel will live in safety, prosperous Jacob in security, in a land of grain and wine, while the heavens drop down dew. How blessed you are, O Israel! Who else is like you, a people saved by the Lord? He is your protecting shield and your triumphant sword. Your enemies will bow low before you, and you will trample on their backs. You're listening to The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Deuteronomy 34. Then Moses went to Mount Nebo from the plains of Moab and climbed Pisgah Peak, which is across from Jericho. And the Lord showed him the whole land, from Gilead as far as Dan, all the land of Naphtali, the land of Ephraim and Manasseh, all the land of Judah extending to the Mediterranean Sea, the Negev, the Jordan Valley with Jericho, the city of Palms, as far as Zoar. Then the Lord said to Moses, This is the land I promised on oath to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and I told them I would give it to their descendants. I have now allowed you to see it, but you will not enter the land. So Moses, the servant of the Lord, died there in the land of Moab, just as the Lord had said. He was buried in a valley near Beth Peor in Moab, but to this day no one knows the exact place. Moses was 120 years old when he died, yet his eyesight was clear, and he was as strong as ever. The people of Israel mourned 30 days for Moses on the plains of Moab until the customary period of mourning was over. Now Joshua, son of Nun, was full of the spirit of wisdom, for Moses had laid his hands on him. So the people of Israel obeyed him and did everything just as the Lord had commanded Moses. There has never been another prophet like Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face. The Lord sent Moses to perform all the miraculous signs and wonders in the land of Egypt against Pharaoh, all his servants, and his entire land. And it was through Moses that the Lord demonstrated his mighty power and terrifying acts in the sight of all Israel. End of reading, Deuteronomy 31, 9 through 34, 12. It's Moses, the man who is called the friend of God. What an amazing story. Now, not only the book of Deuteronomy and the things that we are taught, 
But the story of Moses, the one who preached this series of four or five messages that we read here in the book of Deuteronomy, that's what these are, the series of messages that he proclaims to the people through their leaders, the people of Israel. Then we have his death. Finally, this great man at the age of 120 years goes on to be with God. He goes into eternity. Remarkable life, incredible time in the history of the world, very pivotal time as God works with his people, calling them out of Egypt, predicted way back in Genesis chapter 15, even as far back as Abraham. Abraham knew that his descendants would be going down into a foreign land for a period of 400 years or more and that they would be called out of that land. Genesis 15 is predicted centuries before it happened. And now we see this one named Moses, Moshe, is called out and uniquely prepared as the adopted son of the Pharaoh. Remember way back in the beginning we hear Moses' story. The Pharaoh was trying to do away with the people of Israel, and they instructed the midwives to kill all the male infants. And he was saved from that fate because of the faithfulness of some godly midwives who refused that command or order. He was placed out in a reed basket out on the Nile River and discovered, found there by the daughter of the Pharaoh and taken into the royal family. He grew up the first 40 years of his life as part of royalty, educated. That's why he could write these books. That's why he could write in the format of the treaty of that era, of that time. And he fled, remember, from Egypt and from his people out into the wilderness for 40 years to the work of a shepherd. Interesting, isn't it, how shepherding seems to be so common throughout the scriptures. There God spoke to him from the burning bush on Mount Horeb, Mount Sinai, and there he was called Kago and call the people of God, the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob out of Egypt, which we've read about all these books of Moses, the books of the law, the Torah. Remember at the very beginning, his complaint was that he could not talk. Lord, don't ask me to do that. I can't speak. I'm not a good speaker. And look at him now delivering this powerful message and his challenge, this dramatic call to choose life instead of choosing death, and then blessing each of the tribes in chapter 33 the blessing over the different tribes of Israel. Very interesting what he says to each tribe. He prepares them to go into the promised land. After the death of Moses, they spend the last month now mourning the death of their great leader, Moses. Well, there you have it. The final book of the Torah, the book of Deuteronomy, the second giving of the law to this second generation after leaving Egypt. What an amazing person Moses was. God gave him the power to grow and develop from a stuttering shepherd into a national leader, a powerful orator. He was courageous. He was humble. He had great wisdom. And he helped mold the Hebrew slaves into a nation. What an amazing thing. Moses knew that it was not anything in himself, but that it was God who had made him successful. It was the greatness of his God. There were many great and powerful prophets during the time of the kings, but it would be more than a thousand years before one greater than Moses would come along, Jesus the Messiah himself. See you next time, folks, on The Bible Life. reads from the New Living Translation by Tyndale House Publishers.
The Bible Live is dedicated to helping promote spiritual revival across America, and your financial support is needed. Please mail your tax-deductible gift to The Bible Live, Post Office Box 18888. That's The Bible Live, P.O. Box 18888, San Antonio, Texas, 78218. You may also make credit card donations at the ministry website, thebiblelive.com. Now don't forget, join us each weekday for The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Start today and in one year's time, we will read and respond together to the entire Bible. Let the most important word you hear each day be God's Word. 